0: Love Talk Radio.
1: I've had enough hard days. It's like if I wake up and I feel good,
2: I shouldn't
0: feel guilty about having fun, you know?
2: Nice. <sighs> she said, this is not about a
0: poltergeist, not about a phantom that glows at night, but there are things we don't know, and I don't have another choice but to Of what no
3: one can explain But I've been having dreams That after I'm awake Play out in reality The very next day So I play along I nod my head When they say I'm wrong But
0: each night falls And away I run On the other side Till the daylight comes So I play along I nod my head When they say I'm wrong But each night falls
2: And away Once a I week uh, You know, Artist of the Week Song of the Week Music, you know Whatever you guys like Uh, Send it in man, we're totally into it So this is my choice, I kind of uh, anteed up and uh, gave my executive orders this week <laughs> uh, But no, anyways, check it out and uh, welcome to Credible Podcast Week 3 man, how you doing Jay?
3: I'm doing great Fantastic We're getting, we're get, we're getting there, we're getting yes, there Yes we are, yes sir We got a lot to talk about tonight
2: Yeah Hmm.
3: Pretty catchy uh, pretty catchy song right here.
2: Yeah, I'm still feeling the music, right? I know. I'm I such a mark. Dude, I'm such a mark It's season. I'm an easy fucking mark. Hear me I, that? I you hear that, kid?
3: <laughs> I would have picked, like, Lady Gaga or something, so it's probably good that you picked the song.
2: All right, we're going to keep you out of the music department.
3: <laughs> Just so you guys know, Jay does absolutely everything for the podcast
2: of the music selection. Let's keep that under wraps.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? I'm, I'm doing good. It's, you know, another great day. Getting to be here and uh, talk to the people out there. It's fun. I look forward to this. I mean, my whole week revolves around this one day.
2: Yeah, me too, man. I, I literally, you and I have both been on the phone all day, uh, pretty much trying to construct this thing um, as far as what we would like to hear Uh, not only as professional wrestlers, but as fans. Um, And what the, you know, hopefully the fans want to hear. And uh, yeah, man, it's been fantastic. It's been a crazy week in pro wrestling, dude. And uh, so much to cover. We got SummerSlam, obviously what happened on Raw, SmackDown Live with Becky Lynch. I mean, all in is right around the corner. I mean, this stuff is intense. So take it away, Jay. Let's go. All
3: right, let's go. And I just want to point out, uh, before we start, uh, last week I posted a little poll on Twitter uh, with your comment that you can't be a Star Wars and a Star Trek fan at the same oh, time. Oh, shit. We're starting it like this. This is how I,
2: we're
3: going. Oh, well, We're starting it hot. We,
2: we are starting this, this it hot. This is hot, dude. This is hot. Okay, go ahead, Elderson.
3: And uh, the poll results did come in. Oh, and man. And now it was, can you be a Star Wars and a Star Trek fan at the same time? And the, result, the results were unanimous. They were overwhelming that, yes, you can be. 67% said yes. 33% said no. I was right. You were wrong. Just want to put it out there.
2: Look, and I, and I appreciate that. I'm You know, and that's going to happen a lot on this podcast. But listen. I just would love to know who we're talking to here because the people that I know, at least look, the 40 somethings, uh, hi, hand raised. Um, these people are my people that came up with the original, you know, episode four, nineteen seventy-seven. 1977. I was four years old. Really dude. Okay. You guys win for now, but yeah. I'm going to continue to fight this mother. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know if I'm considered a millennial or not, but if I am, then, you know, whatever.
2: Well, we're even if you're million. considered, if you're a millennial, you're way too young, anyways. So shame on you, kid.
3: Well, yeah. I, I, I'm 31, so I don't think I'm a millennial, uh, okay. dude. I don't know I'd what give, I fall into? I'd give
2: my left nut to be 31. Are you ribbing me? <laughs> uh, I, anyways, I digress.
3: <laughs> so we do got we got a lot to talk about. Um yeah. let, Let's talk about SummerSlam a little bit, um, or as a lot of people were calling it, Summer Squash. Because there was just squash match after squash I match. I know,
2: I know. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, dude. Uh, I I I and I haven't shared this with anybody. You're pretty much the only person um, that I speak to about professional wrestling. Uh, you know, you when you once you've been in it twenty plus years, dude, you kind of lead a normal life. But I am a fan. I do love the business, and I did watch it and you know intently. And uh, man, I did notice. And I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb because I didn't take notes, but I, I know it was definitely two straight squashes with uh, Kevin Owens um, and the big guy there. What's his name? What's the kid's um, name? Braun, Braun.
3: Strowman, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Braun Strowman.
2: That was a complete squash. And uh, what was the other one that uh, stood out right in my face?
3: Ronda Rousey versus uh, oh, yeah, uh,
2: Alexa? The, yeah, Alexa Bliss. And uh, I, I swear there was probably something else that I would consider a squash. It's just ridiculous. Of, But you know what? I And I know why they did it. I know why they did it. With Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss, I totally get it because you know uh, Rhonda's you know she's been getting pushed to the moon they're putting the whole evol- you know the evolution of the ladies you know of the, of the women pretty much on Rhonda which is cool hey man god bless her dude she's i think she's rocking it in my personal opinion she's rocking oh, yeah. it yeah dude she's totally rocking it but um uh, you know and, and also Bron and and Kevin I mean it was a transitional deal but I also thought it's like everybody complained at least a lot of the comments I saw of you know it's SummerSlam and like I'm still awake, and the show starts at seven. So a lot of people again, it's like we're it, it's a four hour show. And Razor Razor and I used to always like he was, that was his his rib because he was always on like you know if not last close to last and I was always on first of course because I was the jabron. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> you know it, that's the whole that was the whole heat all the time was you know um, oh it's a full you know like remember. Uh, kids, you probably don't. Remember Gilligan's Island theme song? Yeah. That, you know, a four-hour tour, and Razor would always go, a four-hour show, duh. <laughs> But it was like, it's too much, right? It's too much for the fans to consume. So at the end of the day, it's, to me, it's too much, so I think they were trying to cut corners. I don't think it was intentional. It wasn't in a burial of Kevin Owens, um, or anything like that, or Alexa Bliss. I think she's, I think, and they know, too, I think she's uber-talented, but uh, no, it was, uh, I I think it was just to fit everybody in Uh, I I think that had half to do with it but uh, no man look I personally as a fan I watch watch everything nowadays as a fan I have no business commenting about you know I I think these guys guys and gals are killing it I mean they work I'm trying to figure it out and I'm like I couldn't do this in 98 99 when people say like oh those were your best years 2000 which is a, a fucking lifetime ago I get it dude I I fucking peaked early, whatever, (laughs) you know, but all kidding aside, it's like, uh, these guys are really working so hard. They're killing themselves uh, physically. I mean, this is like really, they're not, they're not just, you know, fake punch. I mean, they're laying this shit in they're They're hitting hard. Um, I give them all the credit in the world. These guys and gals are really doing the best job that they're that they can. So, uh, I personally enjoyed it as a fan and uh, I'm curious to to know what everybody else thinks. But uh, what did you think, dude?
3: Um, I I enjoyed bits and pieces. The other squash match was uh, Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. Oh, that's right.
2: the demon, yeah. And that's a yeah, whole other bag of fuck. Yeah, that's a whole other because uh, that's such a money gimmick. Oh, and yeah. uh, somebody on my Twitter feed said, well, uh, and it was somebody famous, I think. It's like, well, why isn't? Uh, why is he why is he not the demon all the time if he always wins as the demon? <laughs> but again, you know we're trying to make sense of a nonsense business you, you know you just got to take it for what it is like if we're going to poke holes in everything, you know I wouldn't be an e c w and I would definitely not be a pro wrestler because I'm not a tough guy so again, take that with a grain of salt dude it's 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 what it is
3: uh i actually i actually went to a a um a raw watch party on Monday night. And me and my friend that were there, we looked at each other, and the only thing I could think of is, so Finn Balor became the demon to take on Baron Corbin, but he's not going to become the demon for his title match? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make sense to me. Like, it, Baron yeah. Corbin, eh, you know, but yeah. you go out against Roman Reigns, and you're just Finn Balor. Uh,
2: again, this is and it's it's nothing to do with uh with Finn. Finn's amazing. I oh, I've yeah, been friends with, I've been friends with him since he was a kid, dude. I mean, him and I still connect. Um he's an awesome dude, Gro- amazing professional wrestler. Um but you know, again, this is out of, this is something out of his control in in that world. Um and again, you know, WWE is just simply trying to do the best they can with what they have. They certainly don't want to you know, even though sometimes it may seem as to fans that um, it's not, I don't know. Everybody, we all have conspiracy theories. And I'm there too sometimes, like, oh, they're trying to bury this dude, bury that dude. I don't think that's their main objective because the bottom line is they want to make money. Right. So I don't right. think they're intentionally burying anybody. I just think sometimes we, you know, they don't see shit the way we do. And believe me, that's happened a lot in my life where they just don't see it. I guarantee you, Vince McMahon never saw five minutes of tape. ECW, the original, which got him to sign off on the deal. He just, on the the original comeback deal. All I'm saying is that they get told, hey, this is a hot, you know, pretty much like Bullet Club. I guarantee you, tell me a match Kenny Omega did, Vince, and and tell me a couple of things he did. And again, I'm not criticizing the man. I'm not trying to call him out. I mean, he's, you know, he's amazing. He's crazy. He's a genius. (laughs) You know, all that inclusive but, uh, you know, realistically, you know, he's, he's not going to be that he can't be. How much could someone, uh, you know, how much can one human being put into their brains and then process and try to be creative? It's unrealistic. So, uh, no, I, I think that's uh, it's a company gimmick and it's what they do and they have their policies. And uh, look, you know, at the end of the day, dude, we should talk about NXT if we're going to talk about SummerSlam because I thought NXT was balls off
3: the chain.
4: Oh, dude.
2: great, dude. As Johnny,
3: always, as always, and that's like Johnny Gargano and that mean Johnny Gargano is phenomenal out there, oh. and I've I've known Gargano since he was like seventeen or 18. Yeah, since he's a kid, right? Yeah, kid. and I mean, yeah. I've never seen him get into coming I mean, because when he first started, it was a little iffy, um, and sure. I never seen him get into the level he's at now, you know, and he and he cut a lot of heat because I mean. His stepdad was the promoter that gave him his first big push and all that. You sure. know, he always got heat locally and all that. But, I mean, he turned into such a phenomenal worker. It, it's just amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, he's uh, probably one of the best in the world today. And I don't think a lot of people would even argue that. Um, you know, uh, and and uh, the other kid is, too. Uh, what's his Trump. name? Yeah, I, I can't pronounce that name, dude. It fucks with me. <laughs> I try to figure. I, mean, I get it, dude. If you repeat it enough times, but he's they're they're so insane in how they work, and they're killing each other too. As a oh, work yeah. as a as a as a worker, I'm just watching these guys, and I'm watching it, and I'm selling, I'm selling because I know, like, oh shit, that was stiff as fuck, you know, <laughs> like, well, you, know? And, and
3: you know, that's like the old tale of wrestling. Like the the better the more of a friend you are with someone, the, harder the more you guys, the harder yeah. you guys hit each other in that ring.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and that is that is so true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, nothing but respect. Those guys absolutely crushed it. And so many people, I know we're on a Wednesday, this happened Saturday and Sunday, uh, going to NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam. But uh, still, it it vibrates in the community of, uh, you know, what's really important. And uh, I I just wish that that would translate over to the main roster. For whatever oh, yeah. reason. That maybe it's, you know what, at the end of the day, maybe it's just a fantasy gimmick that we all put up on a pedestal that being on the main roster is the shit. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore because so many people have the network and you pretty much have your audience anyways. So everybody knows who they're supposed to know. And obviously those guys are, are high up top. And, uh, they're you know, they've main evented, what, four NXT takeovers?
3: Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, that's ridiculous in itself, you know? I mean, that's it's a pretty hard deal to do. You have to be at the top of your game, and they have so much amazing talent down there, dude. Um, I, you know, nothing looks better right now than what WWE is doing, whether you agree with their booking or not on the main roster. That's half the fun for everybody, including myself, dude. I'll be the first one to, to you know, dismiss this one or that one or, you know. But in in reality, I'm watching. I'm sitting there you know, at 1030, 11 at night watching it, which if you know me, I was in bed an hour ago. So it's keeping people are interested, people care and uh, it's really good stuff. So, uh, you know, right now, dude, uh, you know, you and I spoke earlier. um, It's an amazing time for the business. Uh, So much amazing stuff happening, not only with WWE, but with uh, especially, especially not just the WWE, but especially the independent wrestling scene, what's going on overseas in New Japan, and the interest um, that has been cultivated through, you know, the internet and through followings of, you know, whomever is is watching. It's just fantastic. And it's something we haven't seen in in decades, quite frankly. So I'm psyched, dude, I'm psyched.
3: Okay, and I'll tell you who in NXT stands out for me, and I love the character, I love the charisma, and I love his work, is Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. That kid is amazing in every single aspect. And if you have the balls to wear tight to say call me up Vince, you have my respect.
2: Hey brother, uh, what else could you say? I mean, he <laughs> is he's he's athletically gifted. His gimmick is is amazing. He has so much personality, so much um whatever it is man he's got you know you you can't you can't even uh, you can't even define it he's got that thing whatever that thing is he has it and uh i i don't see one year before he's up on the main roster and uh as long as he stays healthy and i hope he certainly does um there's going to be some we're going to hear from him big time and quick too he's that good he's that good
3: i 100% agree with that um now those weren't the only big shows in New York this weekend. I know. I talked to your boy there. Well, my boy oh. too. But let's get into it. Set me up. Oh my goodness! So this past Friday night, New York City, Joey Janela's Loft in New York. In my opinion, the show of the weekend.
2: I. I, I you know what? I know. Uh, I'll. I'll take it. I have to because I'll forget my train of thought. That's what, dude. You. You sent me the link to Fight TV. Thank you, Fight TV. Dude, the, the, a Joey Janela, I met backstory. I met him. He was, I'd have to say you could ask him cause he'll probably be on the podcast very soon, sooner than later. I spoke to him today. Um, as I was watching the show that you recommended, uh, Jay, and I, he literally was, you know, I was like, I met this kid when he was 14. He lived two blocks from my mother-in-law's in Hazlitt, New Jersey. And I know Joey will put it over Hazlitt, New Jersey, fucking Appleton drive. There you go, buddy. Um, but he he was an ecw fan and he was you know to this day dude he's that's been the only agenda on his mind is 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 to do what he's doing today and to actually see the final product and execution of what he's doing not only through what he did at wrestlemania weekend with uh his what was this spring break gimmick
3: yeah that, spring break too
2: yeah now to this i mean it was ridiculous i mean he's got the perfect mix of he had matt riddle Who's obviously going up to WWE, to NXT, or wherever he's going um, for for Vince. Um, so he's he's got that you know he's smart, he knows what's up, he knows how to maximize it. He's and and he's also catering to fans of nostalgia, hence you know Sandman. All he did was his epic entrance, and it was epic. And again, maybe it's for me only, but there are so many for me onlys in the crowd that we all love it. And Sabu. And uh, some of the other great, great, amazing wrestlers, dude. It was it was fun. The crowd was hyped. The post production on that show, on Fight TV, was badass. Like the oh, little yeah. vignettes that they did. I mean, that's next level. And again, that goes to show you what you can do simply today, where ECW couldn't do that 20 years ago. You know, right. it would have cost. You know what I mean? So oh, it's yeah. like kudos to Joey. Uh, I I love and support him. He's he's. He's doing some amazing stuff, and uh, my my <laughs> Pierre, well, Carl Pierre, well, whatever. P-C-O. Now, well, wait. That's, that's the new gimmick, but yeah, P-C-O, dude, he's batshit. Because oh, that's, yeah. sh- that's half shoot, dude. That's <laughs> not even a work. And I love Carl. Again, I call him Carl. I've known him for a long time. I worked with him when he was tag team champions with uh, Jacques Rougeau as the Quebecers. I worked with him.
3: You guys also had that ECW match.
2: We did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and a he's, lot
3: of a lot of people forget about a lot of people forget about that because I mean, you know, it, it was you know one a one shot deal for him, I believe. Sure. And yeah. A lot of people don't remember that. I mean, go go to YouTube and look up that match. These two beat the hell out of each other.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he, but he's that good. He's really, he's a great wrestler. I mean, that's one thing Carl uh, was always. Always, from a very young age. I met him when he was in his 20s as well. Fucking amazing wrestler, dude. So good. So talented, you know. And uh, he got a bad rap a lot uh, in WWF because, you know, that's Jacques Rougeau's guy. And I know you guys don't get it but because uh, it's easy to say. But um, Oh, I got a retweet from Maro Ranallo, by the way. I love him. Yeah, he just retweeted uh, something that I said, uh, something about me being just incredible. But anyways, because I put <laughs> him over for his commentary at NXT. Anyways, I digress. But uh, fucking, you know, uh, Carl was always so talented, and he got shit for being Jacques' boy, and he uh, carried on through stuff with Kevin Nash and The Click and all that stuff. There was so much political stuff that doesn't exist today necessarily. So I think Carl always got a bad rap, and he should have been he should have been one of those guys – that always had a job he's i mean he's so fantastic so phenomenal both inside and outside he's a stand-up dude he's a good man he's a good man and i have all the respect for him i saw him in new orleans at wrestlemania weekend and i i told him we had to talk and he's someone if he does podcasts i'd actually love to have him on our show but um dude i'm I'm pretty
3: sure he does i'll have to reach
2: out to him I'll, I'll i'll call i got his number dude I'll call him myself i just think fucking where he's just he's just next level and you know he's healthy too, which is scary you know he's dude, he, healthy.
3: he' he he's built like a shit brick house yeah dude for his age he is oh my god how old is he forty eight
2: i i don't know he's i mean i know he's older than me by a couple of years and i'm forty four so I'm I just know. saying like he's in good shape, so oh, yeah Oh hold on, i Oh, he's with- fifty. Oh shit! It, well, it's it, it, again good. 50 is and new forty. I'll take it. I'm go I'm headed up there anyways. I'll take it. Uh, Vader, my our boy Vader, fucking. Uh, I've spoken with uh P C O, on here a few times. Definitely seems like someone to get along with. Yeah, dude. You know, um, shout out to him and uh, Rennie. Um, very but very big supporters of our podcast. But uh, yeah, dude. I think everybody. Yeah, they're awesome. They kind of saved my life when uh, I was in the pen, so to speak, but I won't go there. Um, But no, I I think uh, Pierre, I would love, you know what? I I know he wants to go back to WWE. I know they're probably too egotistical to give him a shot, but wouldn't that be, I mean, wouldn't that shit pop ratings? And I know WWE always tries to, but they always try to like no sell it, right? They no sell guys that are hot on the indies because they don't want to give them any steam, right?
3: Right.
2: In my opinion, at least. It's, it's it's a theory, it's not fact by any means.
3: But uh, I I completely see that too. Right. I, I think p I think PCO's son is training or he, he is trained. Uh his son is big too. Yeah.
2: Well, I can imagine. I can imagine, dude. I, I didn't know he had a kid. I I would love to see that. That's amazing. I mean, he's just he just has so much there's uh, very few wrestlers today, right, that bridge the old, old school, and I mean old school meaning, you know, back in the 80s and, you know, you know that way, um, and the new school, which is like, you know, like Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman is a perfect example, X-Pac. He's the perfect example of somebody that bridges the gap between old school and new school. And he's still very much involved in the business. His his mind and stuff is very much involved in the professional wrestling business. Um, but any but he also had the privilege and as myself of being, you know, around HBK, Kurt Henning. You know Scott Hall and you know blah blah. It goes down. Larry the Axe Henning. You know there's so much history there. Very few people have those couple of years of crossover experience where they could say, yeah, I worked with this guy, that guy, and the other guy um, to today. So you know there's very few people, man. And I think honestly, it works out to to where there's just so much knowledge in in, in that and also. It's just, dude, these guys are just ready. I think, you know, if if a kid like Pierre's kid came out, like Cody Hall, he's another one. Dude, he's bigger than his father. I wrestled him in Atlanta one time. Dude, he's like seven foot jacked up. And he's like 22. Dude, he would crush me with a fucking single hand. That's how big and powerful he is.
3: I was actually going to text you about him the other day uh, because I saw him. and I was just like, "Oh my God, this kid is—he's bigger than Hall was."
2: Oh, he's—he's—he's he's, he's definitely bigger than Dad. I mean, Scott—Scott's a legit six-seven. Cody is, is it? I mean, on no joke, like six-eleven. Oh, if God. not seven feet, whatever. I mean, I know he's not a legit seven feet, but he's up. He—he he dwarfs his dad. And Dad was a pretty scary—at um, <laughs> <laughs> least to me, dude. You know, you—you you don't understand. I don't think anybody could appreciate being across the ring when the music's when the Razor Ramon music stopped playing and, he, you know, in his big barrel chest and all his fucking, you know, and he fucking throws a toothpick at you. You also know you're getting fucking dropped on your head from the second rope with the fucking Razor used to call it the career ender, the belly to back from the top.
0: <laughs> that was
2: that was. Yeah. All right, puss. We're going to do the career ender. I'll drop you on your head. Razor's edge. That's the match. That's what I'm getting told. So as a young man, how do you think you get that feels? Yeah, I'll give you the career ender, razor's edge, drop you on your head, one, two, three. That's how you call a magic razor. How,
3: how, you know? now, how, how is it like working him, you know, at the beginning of your career compared to when he made his ECW appearance, and worked you in ECW. Well, I mean, did that dynamic change at all? Oh, absolutely. It, it totally did. And it was funny
2: because he'll tell you the story, and hopefully we could have him on here as well. I've been in touch with him as well. But uh, he'll tell you, dude, It's it was funny because, you know, as, 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 as you know the business, how it is, as a young man, um, you know, you pretty much shut your mouth and do what you're told. But when he came into ECW, A, I brokered the deal because it, it was coming off of his NWO run with WCW. So he was a big deal. It was always a big deal, but, you know, I brokered the deal with Paul E. Like, and Scott, God bless him, he can't out. And he'll admit it, he came in for free. All Paul had to do was pay for his airline tickets. Razor came in and did it for free, because his, his words, not mine, I want to work with my buddy. So then once I get in there, you know, I'm the world heavyweight champion. We're in Poughkeepsie, where his, where a lot of Monday Night Raw used to be shot, whereas the famous X Pac doing the dive for the ten thousand dollar bounty gimmick. Remember the dive he missed? And he was oh like, yeah, yeah, that was the building. We've we've done so much history at Poughkeepsie. Well, that's where we did the ECW match, you know. And our big gimmick was always, yep, you know, I'm on top, you know, sold out. I got the strap, brother. You know, you know the deal. It's just braggadocious bullshit that doesn't even mean anything. But, um, but there we were at our old stomping grounds. This is fucking Razor Ramon, NWO Scott Hall, and Justin fucking Credible in fucking Poughkeepsie at the Midtown Civic Center, where all this history went down. And then we, I, I called the entire match, and which wasn't much. We didn't call a whole lot, and I set up a table spot because in ECW we were going on last. We pretty much had to have a table spot, you know. So, so I do the Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair, whatever you want to call it. I do the flippy bump and Scott fucking does his discus punch and I take the bump through the table. Something happened. The table didn't break. He comes outside. Okay, Mr. ECW. And this is him talking to me in the match. Okay, Mr. ECW, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. I cut him off and I just put him through the table anyways. But he's just like, okay, Mister. but that's who he is. dude. Okay, Mr. ECW like a bitch like fuck you you asshole you know but god bless him
3: now if now if he would have been able to kind of handle the problems he had uh during that time do you think he would have been a um even bigger star than he already was
2: boy that's a good question i i don't think so um and i'll explain i'll i'll really go into that i'm not dismissing it um the reason being that I think he capitalized obviously on Razor and then going to um, WCW and doing the NWO, the outsiders, that whole deal. Um, do I think if he had changed, I mean, I guess by the time it all got sucked dry um, as far as like the business, you know, going away the way it was conventionally at the, you know, at first um, I don't think it would have changed. It would it have changed it for him five years after, uh, the invasion and like the vince buy up perhaps yeah of course, i mean anybody sober any dude anybody sober and clear headed is better than you know and you know what i'm saying like it's of course, but uh that's scott's journey in, and i think um it's it, it was meant to, i think he needed you know uh, him and i have talked in the exhaust exhaustion that uh you know of, of our problems and the shit and you know that's that's for a different day, but, uh, yeah, I don't think it would have helped that much. I mean, as much as it sounds crazy, I don't think so. He was, he loves this business. He loved this business. And when, when Scott Hall was on, he's probably as good as anybody out there. And I know you guys are going to say, Oh, well, not this guy or that guy that does high spots. I'm talking about a money guy who had looks ability, somebody as big and as strong as he was to do what he did in the ring. Very few guys can compare. In my opinion, again, my humble opinion doesn't have to stand. I'm just saying it, the way I feel, I mean, you know, he could have been the next, you know. But, again, he could have been a huge – I mean, he was huge. Oh, but, yeah. But, you know what I mean, like like that guy, like Hulk Hogan, huge. Yeah, he could have been that guy.
3: And, and one thing I love about Hall, because you hear all the stories of, you know, certain people that, you know, they didn't want to put people over. They Hall seemed like he was always ready to just put, like – the The story about chris jericho and w c w where he said, no, you're gonna pin me tonight, you know and stuff like that like that's something you don't hear about a lot
2: well and you're you're right, dude and that but that was his m o the entire time he was that was his gimmick it's like pff, doesn't matter if you beat me or you know if I beat you or you beat me, like I will get my shit in, I'll look good, so if I could you know his kind of deal was. And it still is to this day. I, I, he really believes it, and I believe it too. If as long as I shine, I'm you know I'll I'll bring you to the table, and, and if I could shine off some of this on you, good for you. It's not I'm not a mark. Because at the end of the day, dude, Razor would he always told me this, and this is where I learned the essential lessons of a lot of my professional career. Razor used to tell me because this was I'm talking I'm going back to '95 where him and Shawn Michael had the legendary ladder match. And I was on the road with Scott that entire time. Um, and Scott would lose every night, right, to Shawn, because Shawn was getting built up to be the man. Um, and Scott would be like, oh, don't worry. Once Shawn beats me, I'll fucking lay there, and I'll make these motherfucking people start chanting, Razor, Razor. <laughs> and he would. And then when they finally start chanting Razor, like, you know, he would just, dude, he would sell a super kick like it was fucking a bloody murder. But then you find, you know, and this is house shows, of course, but that's how back then it wasn't Internet. It wasn't you would have to go from town to town relaying that message. It wasn't a YouTube video or, you know what I mean? You had to literally go town to town to relay the message you're trying to portray via house show, you know. And I hope everybody's uh, on board with me what I'm trying to say, but and that's how we did it, dude. And he just taught me, dude. And this is why why I get angry or not angry I, professionally, <laughs> professionally hot sometimes at the way kids these days are doing so much amazing stuff, stuff that I I professionally probably could have never done in my 20s, like killing themselves, dude, putting their bodies on the line to the to the umpteenth degree, but then I'm kicking out at one and a half and a two, and two if I'm two if you're lucky, it's like dude, it it shouldn't be you know because it's just again I, and and you and I talked about the Jeff Hardy bump that we'll get to on SmackDown that, that from uh, SummerSlam, you know, but uh, again, it's dude, it, it's just I don't know man, it, I mean, to me it's just you got to know if you don't sell it. Like okay, if you here's how I equate this, Jay. If you're in a movie, I shoot you in the head, but you keep coming. What happens? I got to keep shooting you. Well, you know what I mean. They're, they're shooting you in the head with a gun. At whatever. If it's a zombie apocalypse, it's not working. So I got to go to something else. That's gotta, what they're You got to
3: throw the grenades now.
2: But they're do But what I'm saying is, if you yeah. if you start to dismiss that stuff, because we're at the end of the day. This is a work. We're telling stories, right? We're telling stories. We're storytellers. And oh, yeah. if you're telling, if you're telling stories that way, it just doesn't equate to, um, doing dangerous shit on the apron and blah, blah, blah. And that's just my opinion. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying guys, you know, like in, and, and everybody, that's the whole gimmick is everybody's going to say, uh, you were an ECW, you guys broke the, no, we didn't break the rule book. That's full of shit, dude. We were the fakest company in the world just nobody ever smartened you up to it. <laughs> Smarten up, dude. I'm not hardcore. Get it. It's a work. Everything is a work, and I think that's. But that's the point. Is it was such a well sold work that it didn't, quote unquote, work. You know. So again, that's our. That's where it is.
3: You know. You know what annoys me is that false finishes used to be like one time a show. You know, one match you'd get false finishes in. Now it's every fucking match on the card, there's a false finish. Yeah. It, it, it's annoying. Like, why even have a finisher if every show it's not going to do the job? It defeats the whole purpose.
2: And this, you're, you're, dude, you're so right. And this is where it gets, it gets tricky. It's like, I watched, every pretty much every single thing on SummerSlam. And I'm just literally like checking out what's going on. And I'm like, all right, he's kicking out of this. He's kicking out of that. But I'm also listening to the reactions. Cause that's the most important thing to me is, is the reactions. Like if you could ask me anything about my matches, I can't tell you cause I don't watch it back. I hate watching myself, but you could always hear it from the fans. Fans will let you know if you're doing good, if you're doing the shits. Um, And when it's almost like even when Roman Reigns started doing his flurry on Brock Lesnar, try, you know, and he was going over, I obviously didn't know that at the time, but in my heart, I was thinking, eh, and something's going to, you know, I don't know, man. I I just think fans have to, we all have to stop trying to be so freaking, I don't know. I think we're obsessed with being who's right, who's wrong on personal taste and just step back like we do with, with movies like you and I are, and uh, are a couple of friends on the podcast, I won't mention names, but a couple of friends on the podcast are about star Wars. I've read something and I'm not doing the. I'm not doing the transition to other stuff. I'm just saying it's like, you know, we all care so much that we're fucking deep in it. But uh, when we start caring that much, it's like everything fucking bothers us. Everything hurts. Oh, Cause yeah. it becomes, it becomes our own. It becomes our own. And, and I'm guilty of it as well. You know, I, I love this as much as anybody else. I'll challenge anybody on this fucking deal to tell me they don't love fucking pro wrestling as much as I do. You know, it's a good, it's, it, but again, it's all a work. And that's how I come about it where, you know, we're we're trying to, there's a canvas. We're trying to paint the canvas and which is the same way with movies, with comics, with TV shows and I think if we start looking at it that way, not the old school pro wrestling way, I think a lot of us still look at it, and I certainly do too. Because I know I could say a lot of, I could say a lot of shit, but at the end of the day, I still look at it like, ah, what the fuck? Ah, oh, this guy said this, and eh, and
3: eh, you know. At least Very... you're, at least you're not a Jim Cornette level.
2: Oh, I, I, dude, I'd be, I, I'm not. Again, I don't want to get fucked. I don't even want to get trapped up in that motherfucker.
3: You know, <laughs> I love
2: him I, I love him too, dude. He's never been anything but nice to me. So but again I disagree with a lot of and I disagree with his beliefs only because I've been around him. I worked with him very much. And it's just not the way look, I could you throw me back to nineteen fucking eighty nine? Yeah, I'd love it, dude. Great for me. It's just not reality. And right. um the way we do things Right now, dude, I'm like I said, I'm 44 years old. I have my 11 year old hooking me up to fucking Skype, laptops, Twitter, blah blah blah, trying to fucking do a podcast. It's just not natural for, you know, for me at least. I'm not that kind of guy. As far as you know, I don't have the knowledge. And Jim just assumes that hey, everybody's still a redneck in Kentucky and Tennessee, and we're gonna fucking go buy five dollar tickets pro wrestling. <laughs> and I don't, dude. I'm not dissing him. But it's just not, you know, and I'm an e- believe me, I'm easy fodder for him. So I don't, that's why I don't even want to go there because I'm easy fodder for him to fucking blast. But whatever.
3: You, you know you're going to wake up tomorrow and people are like, oh, just incredible blasts Jim Cornette on his podcast.
2: Bullshit.
3: Bullshit, dude.
2: <laughs> Bullshit. Well, whatever, dude. Bring it. I got nothing else to do. I got nothing hey, else to do. Sit online and
3: argue with Jim Cornette all day. That should be. No, funny.
2: no, they <laughs> will sit. They will sit online and argue with Jim Cornette all day. I'll be fucking living my life, brother. <laughs> Fuck you. I got
3: yeah, better. I, at that. Sorry. I tell, tell you one person I I feel really bad for because I mean, and, and it's been it's been a big talk is how fans don't know how to be fans anymore. They want to be in there and like, oh, why are they doing this? Oh, they can't just sit back and watch the uh, program. And a person that catches so much heat from fans is Road Dogg, you know, because Road Dogg's a SmackDown head writer. And I think he's mm-hmm. doing a great job. You know, I think yeah. Road Dogg's doing a good job. And I think he's yeah. very creative, but he catches so much shit all day long on Twitter.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Twitter, Twitter's a trap, dude. Yeah. It, 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 it,
3: and again,
2: I this is, uh, again, coming from the guy who stopped doing Facebook because Facebook was a trap. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian I've I run everything by Brian um and that was something I want I want us to do we hadn't had the chance to talk about this um off the air uh, so I'm not springing anything on you Jay but uh um the documentary credible the documentary um is being finished up this next week Monday through Wednesday the last three days of, of uh principal photography yeah that just got handed to me today before we got on air but um <laughs> Anyways, when that whole deal came up, I talked to Brian personally, and we had a huge discourse about, you know, sobriety and obvious dude. Yes, I'm not fucking. No, I'm not fucking the fucking golden child fucking sobriety fucking king. It's hard you know. and I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just saying it's it's but it's real. And Brian had has gone through the works, but as a creative mind, He's he's fucking part of the Armstrong family. He was he was he was in diapers, hearing about professional wrestling. Regardless of whatever personal views you have on on Brian, he's fucking amazing. He's amazing. He's an amazing performer, amazing fucking amazing. He's amazing at anything in pro wrestling, but also he's an amazing human being. He's a fucking awesome fucking friend. And he told me, he goes, dude, because I was so excited to tell him kind of, like, yo, Bri, like, I got something going on for me. Like, I wasn't hitting him up for a fucking job. I was like, yo, dude, like, I'm doing good on my own, blah, 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 with this movie. And he's like, Peach, be careful. He goes, worry about your fucking shit. Like, take care of your sobriety first, because if you don't have that, you don't have shit. Which, of course, I keep learning day after day after day, you know. But again, he's I don't know, man, I just know that if, if Brian's if Brian has a say, and I know every the thing with WWE is everything is policed and it, it is a commission, but Brian is uh, he's, he's totally great for our business, and he, he carries on a great tradition and his knowledge, and that's what we need in the business. As much as the business evolves, we still need those old school cats. Even though he's not an old school cat uh, to the degree I'm talking about, but he's bringing old school ideas from his family, his bloodline, his life. It's like it, we got to remember this is history. We're we if we want to make this emotional, right? Like we're all watching this and believing this. You got to make it emotional, and you got to believe and buy in. And he helps bridge that, or you know, that gap. In my opinion, at least. I know, I, I, I'm not sure if I'm communicating it, but I know what I'm trying to say.
3: Like, he's no, I, good
2: for it. He's good for it as far
3: as his knowledge. I get, And I get exactly what you're trying to say. And, and it's funny because um, I was around Road Dogg at one point when he was at his worst. Oh. Um, yeah. And it, this is like not long after he got released from WWE. He was doing some indie show when he'd actually show up to shows. Um, you know, and it's not a shot against him, but that's kind of, you know... What, That's what it was. That's part what of the battle. Was. Yeah, it's part of the battle and uh we we actually went to Buffalo Wild Wings one, one time. Um, after a show and the person came over and asked him like, you know, "Hey, you think you can get up on, you know, the stage up there and do your little spiel?" And he 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 stumbled up there and, you know, he had to ask where we were like four or five times before he could do it, but he and then he did it, you know, and he did it perfectly. And then passed out and it's like seeing where he's come from that point in his life to where he is now I I mean it's awesome it, it truly is awesome
2: yeah I mean he's uh he's a beacon of hope I mean I, Jesus that sounds fucking corny as hell but it's true um i've I've, I've called Brian I've asked for his help um, I mean dude here you you want to hear the Iraq tour when we were, I think it was like ninety five, ninety. I was probably ninety six, actually. We would go over to like the Middle East. We were in our, you know, Iraq, Kuwait, that whole deal, and it was like, you know, oh, uh, us like, you know, we were literally. It was like the like stay out of trouble tour, <laughs> and what that meant, what that meant was there was no alcohol in in, in that area. Um, if you if you could look up, like, you know, that area, like, Kuwait and shit, like, alcohol is banned. Don't worry. We just smoked fucking dope, like, pot, guys, not dope. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, we smoked pot and fucking, you know, just fucking chilled out and watched movies all day. So that was, like, you know, our release. And all we did, all we wanted to do was just fucking chill out. And I think that was a huge deal because for a long time, I know, and I'm not getting into the marijuana advocacy program here on the podcast, but uh, I think that was a huge deal with the Pista because it, 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 it's relevant. And I, I know there's a lot of people that, if they were there, can please weigh in. If I'm lying or if I'm wrong, tell me. Um, during that era, we were being tested for everything, but you, you could take a million milligrams of oxycodone, And that's okay as long as you had a prescription, which we all did because there was a million quack doctors. But if you smoke a little bit of marijuana, um, you were the devil. It was illegal. You know what I'm saying? It was, so, so it's just like, so what do you do? You keep fueling your fucking body with alcohol and stuff that's not good for you. I mean, you know what I get? I challenge anybody to tell me what's the worst thing that they ever did. Um, when they were high on pot, you know, comparatively speaking to DUIs on alcohol. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I guess it's, it could, it could, you could construe it as the lesser of two evils, but that was just the way it was coming up at the time. It's not like that today. I know the the, the rules, both in WWE and in America, quite frankly, have relaxed. You know, I'm literally going for my marijuana license uh, in two, ten uh, 10 days actually. I got a, an appointment uh, September fourth, but anyways, but that's the point. It's like it's like, dude, I'd rather do something that's natural than some chemically inducing crazy thing that's gonna fuck me up even worse and turn me into that that guy, which I want to get over on the podcast, and I will go deeper into that. There's there's a meaning behind that. We will get to, but anyways, and don't I want you to remind me one thing, Jay? Yeah, uh, we're wrapping Credible in one week. The whole thing is going to be in the can and for release in less than six
3: months. Nice.
2: Yeah, finally, right? Finally.
3: Hey, you know, and, and once that comes out, we'll do something special to coincide with that. I'm sure
2: that's oh, going to be hopefully. that's going to be awesome. Yeah, um, I hope so, dude. I just, you know, what? One thing I could say is I'm so pumped and excited that. Finally, after all this time, and so it's, it's been such a labor of love, and this is not uh, this is not something I even asked for or tried to pursue. This was handed to me, and somebody came to me with this, uh, like I'm talking production company, directors, producers, um, because of me being a all star fuck up. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it, you know. So all we can do here at Credible Podcast is fucking just turn it into something that's ours and that's yours and that's mine. You know? So I just hope you guys fucking just follow along and you know. Let's just do so just just keep aware. It's it's gonna be awesome and I'm I'm very excited, you know, and I thank everybody, especially you Jay.
3: You oh yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I'm just I'm gonna be right there to get the oh. first copy, you know. Oh and
2: well well the best thing the best thing is the best thing is that uh the best thing is that I fucking actually have a action figure that is coming out with the original copy of the D V D the Blu ray. So I have like a six inch vinyl that's okay. coming out with the original release, which I don't know, you know, when it's coming out, how it's coming out, but nonetheless it's 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 gonna be so cool, dude. I just I'm so happy and and, and stoked. For everybody
3: to see it. That's all.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
3: It's gonna be good. Um, and while we're on the uh, topic of things being released, uh, let's go ahead and plug a few things. Let's pay some bills right quick.
2: Absolutely, brother.
3: Well, let me get some. Let me get some background music for this plug. There we go. A little bit of background
0: music for that. I hate my phone. Wake up.
3: Oh, over on Patreon, you can
0: follow us on Patreon.com. like an incredible pod. Uh
3: We're going to be, we got a lot of great uh-huh. things coming up. Especially if you donate to the Patreon, you're going to get a bonus show every week. So we're going to do different watch alongs. You know, watch along with different ECW shows. Uh, we'll have guests on those podcasts. Uh, we also have different levels. You can get an exclusive t shirt for Patreon members. Um, You can get an A510, a phone call from Justin. So much great stuff over there on Patreon.
0: And another thing is, you
3: talked about All In coming up. Um, And you know where a good place to watch All In is? On the Fight.tv app. And we actually have a special code. If you use our code, you're going to get $15 in free credit. And if you, know, you go to Twitter.com, plus Credible Pod. we have that coach in the top the page. So go ahead and sign up for the uh, app. Get your $15 free credit. Watch uh, Star Pass, which is that weekend. Watch the all in pay per view. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And you have a brand new t shirt up, I see.
2: Yes, I do, brother. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash just incredible. And uh, it's latest to promote our podcast What we're doing here I hate this podcast Go to ProWrestlingTees.com Backslash JustinCredible For all of the latest All of the amazing gimmicks Blah blah blahs And whatever you need Go to ProWrestlingTees.com Backslash JustinCredible
3: she has got some great t-shirts I'm actually wearing my Credible Club t-shirt That I just got in the mail And I love that t-shirt um, Dude, I, that's that's that, that's my fashion statement.
2: Like, I literally like order shit from Pro Wrestling Tees like every week, and that's like my gimmick for the week. And that's like I'll rock that all week, and then then I'm good, Then you know, get another one.
3: Full well, disclosure: I am subscribed to their Wrestle Crate, so I get the two T-shirts every month. My whole wardrobe is wrestling shirts. That's all <laughs> I have. All
2: I that's, have. That's awesome.
3: I mean, I, I'm wearing my credible shirt as we speak. You got the Portugal dominance for the Auto Montoya. You know you whose idea, you know who's idea that was? Dude. That was Colt Cabana's idea. I love Colt.
2: That was his idea, dude. He was like, you should do something. And he actually designed those motherfuckers for me. Nice. Believe it or not. Yeah, so that was, that's really cool. So, yeah, dude, guys,
3: check it out, man. It's awesome. Dude. You also got the I hate this town. Uh, your God blood, some. CW you you original shirts there. Your Justin F. Incredible. Um, you know your Bullet Club design. You got your Sons of Anarchy design. Some great t-shirts up there right now. Yeah, you I'm know, a big,
2: I'm a big rip-off artist.
3: <laughs> and, and you know what? You know a lot of podcasts out there. They have these sexually enhancement ads on them uh, from their sponsors. Just wear a Justin Incredible t-shirt. It's guaranteed to get you laid. You don't even need the pill. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have whatever you're having, brother. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for me, I got a little bit of a gut, so I have to wear a t-shirt when I'm getting intimate. Wear one with Justin's face on it, The so ladies will love it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a good look. Good look for you, ladies.
0: <laughs>
3: enjoy, enjoy spread. Oh, I wouldn't go that.
2: Try to keep it halfway normal. I'm, <laughs> I know it's funny. It's cool.
3: <laughs>
2: oh God!
3: You're just imagine—just j- imagine your girlfriend's fantasizing about 1997. <laughs> just incredible.
2: <laughs> that's a—that's her problem, not mine. I never wanted to be that. <laughs> you don't own me. <laughs> Sorry.
3: You, you just uh, have that. W- You just have that one moment where the girl says, "Now what are you gonna do with that kendo stick, Justin?" Like
2: what? Uh, You're getting heat. I'm getting heat. Just I can imagine the heat. The heat's coming. (laughs) I don't know from where, but I'm sure it's coming. Anyways, that's fucking hilarious. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome.
3: Remember, if you have any complaints, any beefs with anything we say, uh, you can go fuck off. (laughs) You can go ahead and tweet. You can tweet at PJ Polacco. Oh, really, dude?
2: We're doing that now. <laughs> tweet at J. Fuck you. <laughs> tweet at notme.com. dot com. Fucking suck your dick. <laughs> not me. I wasn't even. There. I
3: wasn't even there. <laughs> Send all your complaints to uh, the manager at atpjpalacco. dot com. He'll, <laughs> he'll he'll distribute them where they're needed. I'm sure I will. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. Uh, by oh the way, God.
2: it's it's all good fun. By the way.
3: Oh yeah, dude. Oh, you gotta have fun. Gotta have fun. Um, and the, and the other thing I want I wanted to plug. I've actually been talking to the uh, guy that's running the Heroes and Legends on October 27th in Indiana, and uh, the podcast is gonna have its own table there. That's fucking awesome and amazing. I'm nice. um, so. I,
2: I mean, we we I booked this myself a long time ago. Um. So I'm I'm just so super stoked because we got into into doing business with each other, uh, just a a, a first as friends and then as business partners. So it's it's super cool, dude. I didn't expect it. So uh, I'm so stoked and so honored um, that you are there, that I'm there, that we're there, um, because whatever the credible podcast is, it's not a one man show. It's a two man show. And that's my fucking partner right now. So, you know, I'm so grateful to have you, you know, you hold it down. You know, I, li- so, I, 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 I you.
3: like I like how you said right now. See, he's getting ready to shit can me already. See, see, no, because
2: if you don't, <laughs> dude, it's like everything is about. We live in a disposable moment, right? Right. Everything, everything is a twenty second YouTube fucking. Or what was that gimmick of the vines? Remember, oh, vines used to vines. be relevant. Oh, yeah, where's vines now? It's all disposable. <laughs> We're all di- I'm disposable. We're all disposable. No, but I don't mean it like that. It's just like how <laughs> I've kind of been taught. You know, I don't, of course, I don't mean anything wrong by that. Dude, I hope... Guess what? I'm not doing I'm this without J. you. Now. I'm not doing this without Jay. So there's no business without Jay. So if I go off... the off, uh, Funny thing, I know you probably don't know the movie, so I won't even throw the reference. When I'm off the line... Uh, <laughs> online, huh? Yeah, It's... Uh, yeah, it's probably something that happened to Jay, not me. Uh, See what I did ever, there? See what I did uh,
3: there? <laughs> have, you ever thought of, have, have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy?
2: No, I'm horrible, dude. Please horrible. don't. Uh,
3: no.
2: <laughs> Thank you. You're an asshole. No, <laughs> good. Let me take my tail between my fucking legs and go run. Thank you.
3: Off, off the line, really? It
2: was a movie with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, dude.
3: Oh, the Google movie. Oh God! Dead, yeah, that oh. was a gimmick. Wait, really? So you're, so you're one of the five fucking people to go and see that movie. Thanks a lot. No, I I, I watched it free somehow, somewhere.
2: <laughs> I won't admit to paying for anything of that. No, it was. It was actually funny. I cried, I popped a little. <laughs> Only old people pop for that shit, dude. Uh, Obviously, t- you know what? Take thirty and shove it up your ass. Enjoy fucking the next twenty <laughs> years. It only gets worse. Don't enjoy the next twenty years. It only gets worse.
3: I, I think we. I think we just found uh, Justin Credible's new gimmick. He's just gonna tell dad. <laughs> he's gonna tell dad jokes from now on.
0: Okay, like that is
3: he, That's gonna be his whole gimmick. He's. He's gonna come to the ring. His promo is gonna be nothing but dad jokes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, going to finish the match by like, hitting someone through your remote control. Like, that, that would, that's
2: his dude, that would that's actually his be awesome, gaming. dude. That would be awesome. I could nice. probably do Actually, unfortunately, now it probably more like an Xbox controller, but uh, I, tend, I tend to binge watch some shit. And, uh, by the way, on uh, Twitch, I do tend to do Madden 19, for all you people that are into video games. Um, yeah, I spent a fortune on Madden 19. It's a piece of shit game, by the way. For all of you gamers out there, Madden 19 sucks balls. I got to pre-order, spent like fucking almost $100. Sucks balls. Spent so much of my fucking life and existence on this game. Sucks already. (laughs) Sorry. My two cents. I'm getting too much information over here. Oh, Dave Gear. Now I got Dave. um, Forget it. I can't even talk. I got so much shit to say.
3: Now I
2: (laughs) I got producers texting me. Oh shit Another episode dude Another episode Go ahead <laughs> Carrie Well
3: brother. I guess uh, it's, it's time for me to get my shit in I guess Please
2: Please Get it Fine. in
3: Finally Finally he's giving me something um, um, I, I love this show And, and we are going to take your calls If you guys want to call in And have any questions Comments You want to Complain about PJ's poor jokes uh you can do that at seven one four eight one six four seven four six. You can go give us a call and tell us what's on your mind. Um, see it, see how it goes from like from week one, you know, week one we were civil, we were you know, we were we were nice to each other. Now the fucking the fame's come out on week three and you know, yeah, what do you a, mean
2: we're, we're, we're like a bunch of teenage girls? Yeah, like yeah, my daughter. Yeah, you sure, know,
3: absolutely. Like at least I ain't call no one cute. Um, I know, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, you know, that's, that, that's <laughs> a right. I'm telling the story now, right before we got on the air, and I don't know what we were talking about, but, but Justin <laughs> described something as cute. And as soon as he did it, he was uh... like, ah, oh, shit. yeah yeah i'm not gonna let you leave that down live that down
2: yeah that's pretty embarrassing i mean (laughs) dude welcome to being associated with me (laughs) i am a hot mess um but also people don't understand very real and very legitimate as far as like I say so. I trust you, so I just tell you everything. Yes. So you had the four one one kid. Sorry, that was real.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I'm having too much fun. Exactly. Uh, I, I gotta order another Mountain Dew here. I gotta send a text I order another Mountain Dew up to my must,
2: office. Must be nice to fucking send Mountain Dews via text. I can't get a fucking glass of water via text.
3: <laughs> what we'll program
2: you working with, kid?
3: Hey, you know it, it, we ain't gonna go into that program. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I gotta put my order in with the waitress before I uh, would keep going here. It's hot in my it, my office is so hot right now that I almost took off the just incredible shirt just to be able to breathe. <laughs>
2: hey, look, uh, our 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 good friend Vader uh, Rapina um, on Twitter said. Bro, you got me laughing my ass off. I'm fucking dying over here. <laughs> so at least I'm glad we're making somebody's day.
3: Yeah, you know what?
2: It's, they're awesome. All by the way.
3: Oh, they are. They are amazing. They're amazing. I kind
2: of him and his sister are awesome, dude. I love those guys. They've helped me through more than anybody will ever find out. But uh, they're just everybody's so cool, and that's what I want this entire podcast to be about. Is
0: oh, yeah. just a
2: family. Um, you know, people that could talk, people that could have fun, people that could enjoy what we do in professional wrestling and, and entertainment, and uh, laugh about it, have fun about it, have a discourse, an honest discourse, and talk. And it's just all—it's all good. And I'm so grateful for those guys. So, you know, you're all welcome, and more people like you are welcome. So, you know, it's all good.
3: I I, I just sent a text to get another Mountain Dew. And I get a picture back of the carpet that my dog has been tearing up while I'm in here. So that's, that's always great. Jeez. I love dogs.
2: I do, too. I know. It's a lot of work, though. Oh, that's, yeah. a full yeah. ta- that's a
3: full-time job. Yeah, that's why I don't have kids. I don't need kids. I got a, a dog and two cats. So, you know, my life, well, my life my, is complete. Do you want no. my kids? No. no. You sure? I'm, I'll, I'm sure? I'll pay you. I'll pay you. <laughs> do you want my cats? You probably I'll do ca- Oh, I'll take okay. the cats over to the kids Dude, I'll ship enough. them over What do you
2: want, Federal Express?
3: <laughs> Just sign for
2: them? I'll send them in a box, dog <laughs> No, I mean, you know, it's all good But yeah,
3: yeah You know, uh, it's my, I actually got probably one of the weirdest dogs you'll ever see I have a Pitbull wiener dog mix Is that even a possibility? Uh, somehow it is <laughs> She she That's has awesome. she has That's the awesome. head of, she has the head of a pit bull and the body of a wiener dog.
4: They're
2: so cute though. They really are they really are amazing animals. Oh I
3: mean, they are. Uh, they're they're the better, I like I like dogs more than I like people.
2: Yeah, a lot of people dude, I have a couple of people in my own family that are like that. Um and a couple of people in my professional world are like that. Um, you know, some some interesting people in our business that are very much dog lovers to the point of more than humans, which is cool. I get it, dude.
3: Yeah. Uh, it seems like Pac has become one uh, equal. Yeah. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, Sean and Lula. Uh, don't worry, I've heard.
3: Yeah. Um, wow. Um, yeah, I know, I know the deal. Did you see Vader's tweet? Come on now, Vader. Please. I didn't see it. He said, I didn't know. For- <laughs> He somehow he said I had to take off my shirt. He said, "Thankful the visual, I'll probably wake up screaming every night till I die." Oh, jeez. A lot of heat right there.
2: A lot of heat. A lot of heat. A lot of heat. Uh, That's funny, dude. You want to know what's uh, real quick? If I if I think if you think I'm cutting off, I'm not. I just have to get it out, or else CTE. I forget everything.
0: Um. Yes, it was insert joke here,
2: but halfway shoot. Um, I don't even know what you look like, dude. Wow, that, that's kind of rude. Um, no, I... I <laughs> could, did you ever send me a picture? No, I don't think so. Exactly, so I have like, to I don't, court I don't, you. I so, so I, I have like, to court you? I have to court you, too?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, you haven't even bought me dinner yet, and you're wanting pictures. Jeez. Oh, I
2: will, if you drive down to Connecticut and buy me a hotel room. Jeez. <laughs> See what I'm doing
3: there? <laughs> did I I don't want to push that
2: bad. Um, yeah, don't worry, it's not that much of a push. <laughs> Grasping at straws. Oh
3: Jesus! Oh, it's actually, I just like you must I, you must send me a
2: picture. Actually, now, now I'm going to have
3: to. Um, now it's on. Now it's out there. So it's out there. So I have to. It's like in the Bible somewhere that I have to now send a picture. Um, and it's crazy because, like you know, I do wrestling on the side or you know whatever. So I call it. Um, but Like I, I'm, I'm horrible. I, I suck in the ring. I'll be the first one to admit that. But I've gotten bookings because I'm pretty good at a, at promos, and that's right. the way I've gotten. But I'll send you like my latest promo that I cut. Um,
2: yeah, I do. That's that's the great thing is like we all assume. Like I don't assume that. I, I'm sure you're probably better. We all do that, right? That's the thing we have to do. That's that's what we have to do, is is always be like, oh, we're not that good. I'm sure you're fucking just fine. You know what I mean? I'm sure you're pretty good fucking pro wrestler, dude. It's just nowadays we have so much meat. Like, back in the day, nobody can – I don't think anybody that's listening to this can equate what it took 20-something years ago, not to mention 30 years ago, which wasn't my game. But, like, you know, you had to be seen. You had to throw out – you know – tons of VHS tapes that nobody ever saw trying to just get somebody to notice you where instead of throwing a link to a YouTube video where people may or may not watch so much talent, Jay. And I know you are one of the guys, obviously you showed up here on my radar, dude, you are a fucking talented motherfucker. You're obviously very good at what you do. So again, don't, don't be dismissive on the skills. It's just that we forget that the game changed. You know, we're all still here doing the, a different... You know, we're trying to figure out what the... This is a brand-new territory. We don't know what the next game is going to be, what the next gimmick is going to be. What's the next big thing? Because it's changed so drastically. So, no, I disagree. You're probably fucking awesome. And even though I've not seen any of your personal stuff, I guarantee you, you're pretty fucking awesome.
1: There well, you go.
3: We'll, be, we'll both be on the same show in November, so you can... uh after my match, you can just be like, "I was fucking wrong." Get oh out. yeah, I'll, I'll
1: just sit there with a cigarette.
3: <laughs> I'll do the Harley race. Uh, Jay, uh,
1: uh, Jesus
2: Christ, what are you, kid, kid? What the fuck, kid? What are you, what are you doing out
3: there? <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh my
3: goodness, I. Uh, that's horrible.
2: I. Nothing so but so nothing,
3: nothing myself. but fun. Yeah, you nothing, but nothing, nothing but fun. Nothing. There's no reason
2: to feel bad. You should feel good. This is a good thing.
3: Like, and, and here's my whole thing. Like, my whole thing is I don't do anything in the ring. I just go out there and make people hate me. Like it just they hate me, and I don't have to do. I my my last match when I actually won a title, I didn't take a single bump in the match. I didn't so have you, to. It was great. I loved so
2: it. So so you figured it out. Yeah, I I figured it out. Exactly. But dude, if you really, if you, if anybody, and I, I hate to smarten people up to this, if you really go back and watch all of my shit verbatim, I did. Dude, my career was spent in my head thinking, which bumps can I take? Which bumps can I not take? Fuck, he's going to do this shit to me? Oh, hell no. Fucking try to shimmy my way out of that bump. Or now, Jesus Christ, I can't take that. You know, like, oh yeah, dude, my whole career was spent on trying to not do those things.
4: And oh, somehow,
2: great. yeah, somehow I became something that was, again, perception is a wonderful thing sometimes.
3: Obviously. It, I, you know? I, I'll say this because, like, I, I'm known as a guy that, like, don't really bomb. And then I went and did this uh, TV tape in a few weeks ago in Alabama. And I was in there with, I don't know if you know, like, Damian Wayne Costell, who, uh, who I teams do. up was. EW now and then. uh I actually was in the ring with Chris Michaels, and I bumped my ass off in that match. It was the first time I bumped in years like that, and it, it was so fucking amazing. I love that match, and I love Chris Michaels is an amazing talent.
2: Yeah, I know who he is. He's actually really good. You're he's
3: right. Yeah, yeah. He he fucking he hit me like he hit me with his super kick. Oh, he's probably the sweetest super kick I've ever taken and it looked like a million bucks.
2: Yeah. I mean, dude, it, it, when it's right, it's right. And you know what I'm talking about, dude. That's, okay. that's so cool. It's so cool, dude. Uh, that's the best feeling in the world. And it, you mentioned it earlier. And the best thing you could do is when you're wrestling somebody that you said, like when you trust somebody, you can kind of let go a little bit and give them what you, you know, you, you, you can go a little further uh, in in the trust relationship uh, of what it takes to put together a professional wrestling match, and dude, it just when you have that thing going on, it just makes for badass uh, performances, competition, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's just it, it gives you confidence in this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, and uh, yeah, dude, I if I can't I, I think it's amazing, and I I can't wait. I I think. At the end of the day, it's awesome what you do, it's awesome what we do, it's awesome that we can just even simply express ourselves through our art in pro wrestling. However we want to do it. It doesn't have to be spot fest. It's just oh, yeah. hey, this is what we do. You know, it's awesome.
3: awesome. I'll tell you what I mean, and i like when I first started I studied a lot of like Jerry Roller and stuff like that. Like guys, you know, from the earlier days, the territory days who I just I looked up to You know, and I told you earlier, I'm a big Steve Carino, Mark, and I watched a lot of his stuff when I was first, you know, getting in.
2: But
3: that's just me. I
2: mean. Yeah, no, uh, Carino, Carino's one of the best. You know, I I remember when, Jesus, when he started, Carino first um, started being what we knew of Carino when he got the opportunity to work with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Um, Steve was just, a, he was a very talented uh, independent wrestler. But man, when he worked with the dream, he just became. Um
3: oh, it looks like we may have lost Justin there for a second. Uh, let's go ahead and get him back up there. Technical difficulties, they happen. Not sure, are you still there, PJ? Maybe. Let's see if we can, maybe, maybe he's there. If so, I can't hear him. Hello.
2: I'm sorry. No, you're, you're, back. you're back. I don't know what happened. I don't know Not what happened. Either. I bopped when I should have weaved. But anyways, I digress.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. No,
2: uh, well, we were talking wait about a, wait a,
3: If we were in ECW right now, they would be. Uh,
2: you fucked yeah. up. You yeah. fucked
3: up. You fucked up.
2: Yeah, we would have. No, but we were talking about Carino, and, like, he really got that good. He changed once he worked uh, the program with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. God, God rest his soul. I mean, he was, you know, we all know Dust as probably one of the greatest Mount Rushmore uh, professional wrestlers of all time. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: And, jeez, I mean, he it really showed. Uh, it was He was, you know, uh, his, not only in confidence but in skill. And, you know, Steve's not a big guy. Um uh, wasn't always, you know, he was always in good shape. He was in professional wrestling shape, but not like a, he wasn't, a, you know, somebody that looked impressive um, in trunks. And he became, but he became old school Steve Carey. Again, hence the gimmick. And to this day, I mean, you know, he's working uh, for the WWE right now. Uh, you know, at, at the NXT. Dude, that's awesome. And he deserves it. He's He loves, he passionately loves our business. Um, and honestly, maybe, I don't know, but I have, n- I've never had a single bad word to say about that guy. What a great person, um, great representative for our business and, uh, all around good dude. So, and, and, and you know what the funny thing is? I, I, uh, did a show, uh, probably about a month ago with his son, Colby. Oh, yeah.
0: Um,
2: and he came up to me and he's like, hi sir, do you know who I am? I'm like, Colby. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Steve's Carino's son. I'm like, dude, I knew when you were, like, two. And, like, this is, like, a grown-ass man, right? Which, of course, puts more, you know, like, really, we're that, we're really this old. This is real, you know? But he was so humble, and he was such a nice, uh, well-educated, you know I mean? Just a nice, respectful young man, and very talented as well. Uh, again, right along the line with, uh, with Steve, his dad, and, you know, it's just uh, good stuff. And I'm, I'm glad he he got his... His opportunity to really shine and to pass on the knowledge that I think a lot of people, you know, my biggest fear is what's going to be, what what are we going to lose in the way wrestling is changing? Like there's always going to be a loss as far as whether it's tradition, whether it's skill set, whether it's, you know, maybe changing old, you know, the old guard to the new guard. But um, you know, I think I think you know with what is in place with NXT with all the great guys um and trainers I mean from top to bottom I have so many guys down there uh, in in Orlando that are friends of mine from my my whole career um not just saying friends like real like tight people not just like buddies that I come into um I think I think we really the next 10 to 15 years of pro wrestling are going to be awesome and the way the business is changing it, it it's not it's, it's just going to get better you know so we're very exciting times, like we said, about going into all-in, um, you know, and stuff, it's going to be, it's it's crazy what's going on right now.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely, and I agree. I mean, you know, if, if you guys want to call in, I we had a caller, but I think we lost them during our Probably uh, my fault tirade. Um, if you want to give us a call, you can do so. We're about to take calls at 714-816-4746. Um, and I and for those that were wondering now, I did tweet my or I did uh, post my picture up on Twitter uh, over at Credible Pod. So for those that are wondering what I look like, it, it's nothing to write home about, but it's up there. Um, but yeah, All In is going to be amazing. I mean, Cody Rhodes has the chance to become the first ever second generation NWA champion, which is a really big deal for people that you know follow the older school of wrestling. Um, You know, NWA, until Billy Corgan bought it, NWA pretty much died. Um, And Billy Corgan has did a great job of resurrecting it. And to have the NWA title on one of the biggest shows of the year, is just amazing.
2: Yeah. uh, I mean, you opened it up and you hit uh, every, uh, every, every point. Um, I, I, I would say two weeks ago, maybe going a little more than two weeks ago, I saw Billy uh, in Connecticut uh, smashing pumpkins. were on tour doing the world tour right now. As we speak, uh, Billy's at William Patrick Corgan on Instagram, if you want to follow him. Um, but uh, I, we spoke for hours and hours about the whole deal with going into all in. And the funny thing is he's not even going to be, he's going to be on tour that day. He isn't even going to be in Chicago which is crazy but his whole his whole vision for what is going on is basically what is happening it's like this is this is my extension and he's a purist of wrestling and i know it sounds really crazy for the goth king of <laughs> rock and roll music to be i mean but he really loves uh what professional wrestling what we do and it's not even, it's not even about what we do. It's about what he does now. I mean, he's just as much earned the right to say what he does as we do. Um, and I'll tell you, he's, he's all in and there's no pun intended. Wow. I didn't even mean to fucking do that as a plug. I meant it as like, he's really like to him, dusty roads ma- mattered, right? He, he happened to buy the NWA property dusty mattered to all of us, not just to him as, as fans. He mattered to all of us, and it captured his heart, his mind, enough that um, they're going forward with Nick Aldis, Cody Rhodes at uh, you know, All In, and I just – dude, the fallout. I mean, you could, do, you could talk politics. You could talk booking. You could talk BS. Bottom line is there's 10,000-plus fans booked in Chicago for an independent event, which is unheard of. ECW at its heyday. I remember we did Chicago, Anarchy Rules ninety nine. I was uh, semi main with Cebu. They did sixty five hundred paid. This is ten thousand plus. So we're 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 hitting new boundaries here, kids. Where like fans are coming out, um, and and basically saying they want something different. It's not saying that WWE is the shits because they're not. They're they got their own amazing, great fucking niche product, but. Fans want something else, and this is old school fans of professional wrestling, and thanks to social media, thanks to you guys, thanks to all that's going on, um, we're allowed to voice our opinions saying, hey, this is the shit we want to watch, and all in is going to be a fucking Dude, every every dream it's like a it's like a fantasy booking mat. It's like it's like somebody put a fantasy booking gimmick up and like sold tickets to it. And like, oh, by the way, the guys have to go now and perform and fucking fight and do this shit. You know, it's it's it's, am- it's amazing. I'm so stoked. I mean, I wish I was 10 years younger, dude. You know, I, I really do. It's 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 a great time in the business, and I I hope everybody understands how special this is. You know, and I think they do, and I think it will be uh as advertised, you know. I hope oh, so.
3: Oh, I think so too. Now and we have a question that was sent in on Twitter um from Timothy Thompson who actually <laughs> I know this kid, I'm gonna tell you a funny story about this kid here in a minute. Um but he he asked, Did you ever have the night where you didn't want to step in the ring?
2: <laughs> do you want me to honest answer that honestly? Yes. Um, past fucking ten years, <laughs> you know? Hello? Yeah. I'm yeah, here. no, I, I, no, I, past ten years, dude. I hate getting in the ring, cause to me, what, uh, and let me explain without mumbling and talking too much. Um, to get in the ring means it hurts. It hurts real bad. Um, and and unfortunately, oh no, it's what it is. I, I, it's the money ain't what it used to be. So it's really you're doing this for for what it is which is love for the business but it's a lot of complications man for the past 10 years I hate getting in the ring I hate getting in the ring I mean when it goes right like when it's done and I'm safe and the fucking crowd's happy am I happy? fuck yeah dude it's a great experience but the anxieties that I face personally hate it hate it hate it haven't loved it in a long time you know yeah that's a dude. that's true It's and it's, right. again, you know, it's not that I don't love it. It's just that I'm scared, I'm, I'm honest, and I'm nervous. And, you know, because you have to, you know, it's it's great. It's it's funny when, when you're nobody or you don't have a name that it doesn't matter. But when everybody's looking at you and you piss the wrong way, somebody's going to say, oh, just incredible, fucking said this or that, or you're, everything's under a microscope all of a sudden. Right. Um, it, it, it becomes uncomfortable and not fun. And especially when there's no money involved, it's certainly not fun. So it becomes very, like, so, yeah, it's just a a natural, like, wow, like, dude, it's time to peace out of this business. But, again, I can't because it's what we do and what we love. But, yeah, as far as in-ring performing, because I hate it because I can't be what I used to be. I guess that's the best explanation. Long story. Way short. Too late. Lost that ship.
3: (sighs) You know right, yeah, I mean I, I can totally understand that I mean, you know and, and it does come you know the the change in you know the crowd you're working in front of, you know, you were part of you know, you were in front of the most rabid crowd in wrestling for years um and you know, and now you know it, it's not like that you really don't have that ECw crowd anymore, um except for you know on certain shows, so I mean, I could definitely understand how that feeling can come about.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's not a, it's just, maybe it's it's just me being, um, I don't know, more human as far as my emotions, and just being real about the, the whole deal. Um, yeah, it's very scary, dude. I'm very insecure about, I know what I am. Um, I know what's said. Um, I'm very, I'm hyper aware, and I'm hypersensitive about all of it. Um, but I, I can't necessarily change it, especially, you know, it's not a, it's not a, a a race it's a marathon as far as like you know what i'm saying like it, it's just and i feel like i've been here so many times before so it's like you just got to really realize like look i'm not that kid anymore that can go and do high spots and do stuff you know um i'm just you know like i said i said to you earlier i got to be if i want to be existent even in the ring as a performer at all i got to become that terry funk kind of guy where you know you take it to where it's just different, you know. It's just I can't do I can't do kicks and moon salts and all the the stuff that used to be regular for me, but it's just f44, 45 very soon, can't do it, and just my body won't won't exist.
3: I'll tell you what I watched uh, recently um, your match with Matt Tremont from uh, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Matt Tremont to an extent, uh, depending on what, you know, what he's, what kind of match he's doing. Um, But I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, Tremont and I thought it was a good match.
2: Matt's a good, Matt's a good worker. He's a he, he, and again, it's like he's that guy where he's known for obviously all the hardcore stuff that he's done and deservingly. So I mean, he's a great dude, great performer. Give them all the credit in the world, dude. He's, he's awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, but, yeah, it's like I, I have to embrace, look, the reality is I'm, I'm a guy who started at 19, who's 44. A lot of years in pro wrestling, especially going through the ECW bubble. You know, your body just, you know, Jerry Lynn used to say, it. you only have so many bumps on your bump card. You know, and I'm mine are about maxed out doesn't mean that you can't entertain in other ways so I guess I'm transitioning to entertaining in different ways which I don't I'm not saying I have that down yet but um that's the goal so yeah it's just uh it's a process it's a process and it's a lot to handle but um you know I'm I'm cool with it man I'm, I'm just glad that there's somebody out there that even Is listening to this podcast that wants to even consider going to see me live or buy a T shirt of ours or, you know, whatever. It's all it's all gravy because we get to do we get to sit here and do what we love. We're doing a podcast, talking to great fans, great listeners, doing great shit. It's it's awesome. So at the end of the day, I could sit here and romance about what it was like in ninety nine. Guess what? So can fucking a million other people. It's over, move on and you know. And that's what we gotta do and that's what we're doing. You know? Oh,
3: definitely, definitely. And I mean, I, I'm looking forward because I, I still see big things coming uh, in the wrestling business for you. I, I think uh, there's a second wave of just incredible coming, and I'm, I'm just glad that I get to be there for the ride because um, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a fun one. Um,
2: you're there for the ride because you have, you created it too. So I'm grateful to you. And, you know, it's not a kiss my ass fest, like both of us going both ways, but you, I wouldn't be here without you. Um, I think we have a wonderful opportunity to connect with awesome fans um, all throughout the world. Obviously, you smart me up today about all the great fans we have all over the world, especially we, we got some fans in Germany, you were saying, oh yeah, uh, you know, all through. I mean, we got some. I mean, it's really just so if you think about it, um, so humbling and so cool that uh you know it's just, I'm I'm just so grateful and and I hope that we could continue and with your support and you guys your ideas too guys like please like hit us up hit, hit jay up hit myself up all comments please welcome on this podcast to make it better these are growing pains we're we're trying to give this the most um give you guys the most fan friendly podcast we could possibly give you informative you know, and all over the fucking map, not just pro wrestling. So, you know, absolutely, brother, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed.
3: I mean, and and we, look, and we, uh, we've had listeners. We've got Australia, Japan, um, Portugal actually has some listeners there. Uh, Germany, United Kingdom, Ireland, uh, Norway, Canada, of course here in America, you know, when we appreciate every single person, uh, no matter where you are, we appreciate you guys listening, um, and, you know, we hope you continue to do some, and, and hopefully we can continue to entertain you, um, because that's, you know, our main goal every week is to entertain you guys.
2: Absolutely, Ben, and like I said, and I think we should switch gears real quick. You know, it's something. Again, this is just something that popped into my head. I saw something on YouTube, Jay, that I hope the fans here will uh, understand or care about. I'm assuming, again, I'm projecting as uh, they tell me I do. uh, Quite frankly, Um, did you see the gimmick on YouTube where um, for the shooting of episode Star Wars episode nine, um, they are talking about uh, Vader possibly coming uh, back? Well. I shouldn't say coming back, but making an appearance on screen. Oh, have you wow. heard that? You haven't seen that?
3: I have not heard that yet.
2: Oh yeah. Well, obviously I have way more time cause you actually have a, a job and I don't, I'm a bum
4: <laughs> and I need a job. Anybody
2: want to hire me? I, I need a job. Um, anyways. Yeah, no dude, I've been surfing the internet like for like the whole week and I found some Star Wars shit cause normally I just listen to music and I try to stay away from like, you know, bullshit. But, uh, yeah, somebody said you know stuff that was released because um, they're in principal photography right now for episode nine, um, which is the last of the, the you know the trilogy gimmicks that they're doing, the, especially the new ones. Uh, J. J. Abrams is directing, so yeah, dude. Uh, somebody said that it might be like a Kylo Ren dream sequence or something like a a Force dream. I think that's what they said, but like they literally shot some stuff where the character Darth Vader is in it. Again, I'm not, he's not coming back obviously through, uh, you know, the stories and through, you know, what we all know, he obviously died a long time ago, but, uh, you know, that'd be pretty cool to get that on film. And you want to prostitute out a franchise? What a great way to do it. Oh, okay. I mean, why I, not? I, I have dreams all the time, dude, might as well start prostituting those motherfuckers,
3: <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, and, and with Disney, you know, with Disney opening that new Star Wars land, I'm sure they're going to try to capitalize on every character that they can. Yeah, of course.
2: And and as well, they should. And, uh, I just have something from, uh, Vader, uh, he said, uh, Force Ghost Anakin. Yeah, dude, dude, it's, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, either way, episode nine is going to be epic, but, uh. I don't even want to speculate. I don't even want to talk about it because everybody has different. We could sit here and argue for 24 hours about what's going on. I was just psyched that the possibility of any, and the whole thing and the, what made it even better was Vader's appearance to Kylo Ren and whatever said thing was on script was in cloud city. Oh, nice. Which makes it even better, right? Oh. You know, anything, anything in cloud city makes it better. So that's all, ah. I,
3: that's, that's all I have. I'm just excited that Billy D. Williams is going to be back. I I'm a I love Billy D. Williams.
2: Oh, so cool! He's so cool, <laughs>
3: right. dude. Did he
2: you, makes you want to go out and buy a Colt 45
3: right now. I was just about to say he better be holding a Colt Colt 45 in that movie. Did you see him on Dancing with the Stars a few years ago? I did. I um, did. So did embar- I was embarrassed.
2: Of course, but. Dude, I'm a, I'm that's why that's why you never watch your own shit, dude. I'm sure I'm I'll be embarrassed every fucking five minutes of this podcast. Just don't air back. Just pretend it didn't exist and just move it forward. <laughs> I, I
3: think I think we need to start a movement to get uh just incredible on dancing with the stars. Oh
2: hell no, let's, dude.
3: Let's that needs to happen. I wanna see that happen.
2: There's a very few amount of people that ever saw me dance. One of them, uh was Chris? Uh, my wedding was uh, the only wrestlers ever uh, involved in anything I did. Was Chris Candido, Tammy, uh, aka Sunny, uh, Nicole Bass, and remember Denise Chastity?
3: Oh yeah, Dad, she yeah. She
2: was at she was at my wedding. So those are the only people that ever saw me dance. And I'll be hard pressed to ever let anybody see that fucking hot show, fucking hot mess, fucking happen again. Good luck with to, that.
3: We need to find someone with the video of that. Wedding. Oh, I got. I have the wedding footage. It's oh, right God. here.
2: Oh, I. Got it. <laughs> um, we have to. We have to. We have to transfer it from VHS, of course. <laughs> um, but
3: you know. Um, yeah. Oh, I got it. I, I personally want to see it. You know, when if I ever come out there to Connecticut, I you got to plop that in because I need to see that.
2: Oh, uh, it's hilarious. It's actually very funny. You'd probably laugh your ass off. You know. It's and, it's really good stuff, and,
3: and you know, and uh, you you mentioned Tammy, uh, Sonny, you know, and she she's going through so much. I right? I guess um, right now she she's actually sitting in jail in Pennsylvania, which is I know I just sad. read it,
2: dude. Yeah, I just read it when we were going through our notes, like kind of to try to you know get our shit together for tonight. Um, I just stumbled upon it. I didn't mean to. Um, but yeah, dude. I, let me tell you something. And again, I I, I told you, Jay. Um, and I, and this was more of a defense mechanism to not really go there. But um, when I got arrested, I mean, disorderly conduct or not, dude, you feel like I was in a fucking, you know, for twenty three hours out of the day. You're in a you're in a cell that is not even with another dude. That's not even legitimate for a dog, much less two human beings. And I was fortunate. Everybody you know, it's not what you think jail is. Like nobody's being scumbaggish or anything. It's just people that are scared and nervous and like, what the fuck? Tammy is like to be in jail for six months, especially knowing how Tammy is, that's like I and I I, I wanna be very careful and not be like we'll say the wrong things because a dear friend of mine um lost his life or committed suicide because, you know, when he was in prison and, you know, I'm talking about Brian,
0: you
2: know, who was, who was a great dude. He was, he was a really great dude, at least with my experience. Um, that's like, that's real shit. That's real talk. And I'm not trying to like, you know, again, it's not something we're focusing on, but, uh, just to be in a place of confinement when you probably need mental health, like help, um, it's just hard, and, and, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, so I, I, actually, as much as Tammy and I might, might've butted heads in the past. Um, I feel bad for her cause she's been a lost soul and she's a good girl. She's not, I mean, all things you, that everybody thinks she's a, she's a human being, she's a good kid. And, uh, I feel bad for her and I, I don't want to ever to be that dismissive on a human being or a life because we could easily poo poo on shit real quick. Because it's you know it's a cool thing to say or whatever's over and you could say it and get away with it. It's at the end of the day, dude. Yeah, she she gets she, you know she did a lot of fucked up shit, but at the end of the day, we're all human. And if I want empathy, I got to give it, and I certainly give it to her. Um, because it's
3: just I don't know, I don't
2: know jails is just a different beast, you know. So I digress.
3: She she called me retarded once, so you know. Did she whatever. really? Yeah, so, you know, whatever. See, now I got uh-huh. heat now. Now she has heat again. <laughs> See, it's very hard. It's very hard to defend
2: Tammy because she does have that, that kind of. personality, yeah. Yeah, as much as, you know, again, but, hey, I do it for Candido.
3: Yeah, hey, you know what? And and that you know, that's why I'm like, eh, I'm just going to leave it alone when she did that. Leave um, it
2: alone, brother. You know, uh-huh. right? You know, you know the deal. Two,
3: two things you can do according to the Bulldog. Um Nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, and we got a call. We got a caller. Let's get this caller on the air. Uh, caller, you're there. What's your name? My name is Jeff, and this is Jeff
1: in Virginia. I talked to a couple of weeks ago. Hey, Justin. Um, hey. from in Virginia Beach. Oh, hey. Um, okay, I, I had a couple of questions stemming from last week's uh, topic, uh, one of them you were talking about video games, Justin. Back in the day, did you ever play the game Matt Mania and, like, sing nine quarters or tokens or whatever into it? It was, like, one of the original pro wrestling games.
0: Oh,
2: my God. I I don't remember, dude. It wasn't the... It, it, was, had, it was, um, was it a coin-op? Was, was it a coin-op game?
1: It was a coin-op, and it was a coin-op, and um, they had the, the wrestlers where you, like, had to take them off. Oh, yes, yes. The first one, yep. the guy looked like a... a uh, it was Hulk. like a cross between like barbarian and road warrior animal, and then the next one was a guy called Karate Fighter who looked yep. like Kabuki because these were all based off of Japanese wrestlers. And, uh, I do you know, remember that. I do there. remember
2: that. Yes, I do. Okay, remember I was that. never awesome. played
1: it because all I know is like that game. I sunk so many quarters into as a kid, and I never could get past <laughs> like the third guy. And then I found it was like they released it on the PS4. I downloaded it, and I finally was able to get to the final guy, and I'm like, okay, 20 years later, I'll take it. <laughs> you guys, go my quarter, yeah.
4: So that <laughs> um, available? Also,
1: I, I heard you guys—you you were talking about a uh, Carino, Steve Carino. Have you had a chance at all to see on YouTube or even out in the, you know, when you worked a couple shows? Have you had a chance to uh, see his son yet in the ring, Colby?
2: Ah, I did I was at a I was saying earlier I was at a show with Colby and he asked me uh it okay. was about three weeks ago about three weeks ago and he asked me to watch one of his matches I'll tell you man that kid yeah. has it What you know he has he does. he's uh, he, because, oh, uh, he's uh, such a talent and I knew him when he was a kid a baby dude he's so good he's just like yeah, his father, I, man he's really good
1: he uh he, I mean, this sort as of like a natural in that ring. I mean, he just he just has everything that it takes to go places. Because I just worked a show with him here in Southern Virginia, and um, we use him quite regularly here for the local promotion, and he's just amazing. He's got a good head on his shoulders, finally getting his act together. You know, um, he went through a little bit of trouble there. Everybody is well-documented. I'm not going to go into it, but uh seems that he's turned a corner there, so.
2: I yeah. He's certain, that, and he's, but, um... I do too. And I, and I hope brother, that he just, he stays healthy. That's all that, you know, that's oh, all you can hope oh. for Cause the knowledge, he has the knowledge, he has the pedigree. His dad is, he's an, and first of all, Steve's an amazing dad. Cause it, it, you know, Colby yeah. was around and he, you know, when he was a child, like a little, I've known this kid since he was an infant. Um, and Steve always brought him around for a reason. So this kid's been pedigreed and raised to be the best that, you know, at this business, because out of love, not out of, you know,
1: uh, um, Oh yeah. No, know, no, it was totally you know. out of love. No, no mouth intended in, in there at all. And no, uh, no, I mean to watch, you know, he, I, to watch I,
2: him in the ring, uh, I just hope he gets I, I mean, And I think he will get his opportunity. Yeah. You know, I really think he will. Uh-huh. So, and then yeah, um, I appreciate I, um, that, man. Yeah, well,
1: the other thing was is, is him and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. have been talking about teaming together, which would be, I think, a really good tag team right there. So.
2: Oh <laughs> wow! You just threw you just threw that into the mix. I, I I've talked to <laughs> Pillman Jr. Uh, a little bit, and yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I mean, that's cra- just from the name value alone. That's sick. Right. Right. You know. Oh, and yeah. uh, and it, uh it, Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, Brian's got a head on his shoulders. He's—I in mean, we like again. We, he's another one we used recently, and um, just to talk to him, I mean, he is his head's in the right place. You know, he's not not being dumb about anything. He's going about it all, you know, learning it all, you know, the way that he should. And you know, as far as like having all eyes on him, he definitely does because of who he is. Yeah, and uh, which you know. You know, it's to his benefit, and also hopefully it doesn't hurt him in the you know process either. You know, because I mean, when you got you know you you know that you got the E looking at you because of who your dad was, and you know it, it's like a given that he's got them looking at him. So um, yeah. Anyway. No, you're absolutely uh, right. And then, no, you're uh, absolutely right, dude. And my one last question is uh, your opinion on Bray Wyatt and Bo Dow Should they actually? Do you think that they should ever
2: acknowledge them as being brothers on the big, uh is, you know, on the big TV?
0: Um,
2: you know what? That wouldn't be a bad thing in my opinion. Only because, um, I think we're at the time uh, in space in professional wrestling where everybody knows everything. You can't hide anything, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even, uh, and this is this is a crazy difference. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get off topic. I swear. I was arrested two years ago. Right. And I was arrested I was arrested three weeks ago or two weeks ago. And the difference just between two weeks ago to to this recent one, um, everything blew up where I kept everything under wraps last time. Nobody knew. That's how much we're progressing as far as social media, as far as people just knowing wow. who people are. So what I'm trying to say with that is, yeah, they're gonna know. So why try to hide it? Why not play into it? We need to, as bookers, writers, producers, whatever you want to call it. Embrace the reality of professional wrestling and what it is today, mm-hmm. and really use use that as the driving force of storyline. Quite frankly, well, again, it, it could be wrong, yeah. you know, but it's easy.
1: Well, I mean, I just I mean, but one thing I was thinking off of that and was, I mean, why not acknowledge? You got Bray doing the whole, you know, whatever he cult leader type deal. He could acknowledge Bo as being his brother and have his brother kinda of follow him because he can't you know, he hasn't been able to get the wins or whatever it is, so therefore now I'm gonna follow you, brother, and see what happens kinda of deal. That's kinda of where I would go with it. But
0: um yeah, because yeah, when exactly. they,
1: they when when they had the B team um chase and Matt and, and, and Bray I mean, every time that Bray and Bo would get in the ring, the crowd would definitely, you could hear like, like that underlying war from them waiting for those two to just really land each other. And it, it was like, oh, and then they didn't let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was like, come on, right. don't tease us. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah anyway, okay, thank true. you very much for uh, for answering that for me. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much for calling, brother. I appreciate it, man. I
3: appreciate right. it. Yeah, we'll uh, uh, Take care. See you Take care. He made some good points. I just want to point out that uh, 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 Vader said about Tammy. Uh, he said ever since she, or ever since Chris died, she's been like a ship with no rubber.
2: Yeah, with no rudder. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: he he said yeah. rubber. He said rubber. So.
2: Oh, is that what, I, rudder? No, R U
3: D D E R. Oh, did he say? I thought he said rubber. Never mind. I was gonna see, make it. Mind in the toilet. I was just gonna say that's that should have been the title of the porn she did. Um, but did never she mind. Do, do, wait, 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 she did a porn. wait. No, she didn't,
2: did she? Yeah. Where it am was, I? I know. I it, know.
3: It was, it was all
2: anal. Oh, even okay, I, and I'm she, gonna be careful. Where is hey, this and where can I see
3: this? And like I'm, yesterday. Do you do you really wanna see it? 'Cause I mean she looks more like Jabba the Hudson. Anyway, it, it doesn't
2: matter. I need somebody to, I need to feel better about something other than my life. Yes, I need to see
3: this. I'm sure someone will have a link that they can send it to you. Look, dude, okay. DM, DM me now. I have
2: not seen any of this, nor do I want to see it for the reasons you may think, but I need to feel good about myself, so send it to me, please.
3: And like, okay, legit, I don't, I don't. spoiler alert, um, <laughs> I, I don't want to ruin the plot, Um she she legit farted. In the oh middle. come on, dude! <laughs> I swear
2: to you God. You know you want you want to know a shoot story, and I say this all the time. I don't. I've never said this on a public podcast, but I will only because we got to get. We talked about uh, other people doing podcasts that are doing shit for ratings, and I uh, I don't want to necessarily do this for ratings, but I'll give everybody's fucking God bless them sitting here listening to us. I'll give them a treat. In '95, I was traveling with Chris and Tammy as Aldo. And Tammy had this, um uh, certain thing where, you know, everybody knew she was pretty promiscuous. Right. And I'm being very kind, uh, to say the least. So Chris, we were, we were basically staying at Tammy's mom's and, uh, Chris went in to stay we were all like still in our gear, uh, at Tammy's mom's in Jersey. And Chris went in to take a shower and as Chris is in the shower, like, and he's my friend, like a friend, friend, she comes up, she had a robe on. And she she literally fucking takes her shit off and she said, oh, why don't you fuck me right here, right now? And I'm like, and then all I could do in total PJ mode was like do like Ted. Remember Ted, like the teddy bear, like Ted? I'm like, John, hey, Johnny. John, Johnny, I'm frightened. <laughs> like I literally did that only because A, I, I didn't know what to do because I never saw that coming. But I didn't want to disrespect my friend and do that either. Cause trust me, dude. I mean, I, 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 you know, it's been a you know, it's not like the worst thing in the world either. <laughs> but uh, I couldn't do that to my friend. Like, I do have morals, people, and it was just so bizarre. And every everybody in my, I mean, my close friends know the story, but I've never shared it publicly. That was like this is in my book material if <laughs> I ever write a book. But yeah, dude, it was so bizarre. And all I could do was kind of like just hide. Like,
3: what do you say, right? It's it, it's it's like a loose meat sandwich now, so it's probably better. Oh my, um, she called uh, me retarded. So whatever. Uh, can, she gets I, what she I deserves. Can, I, I, I can shoot back now, but you know what? I'll give her this. In the porn, she took a good bump off the couch. So, I have
2: you know, no, uh, dude. I have no idea what you're I talking. I got now. You – see, you're in t- Jay. You're you're you're
3: <laughs> enabling.
2: You you know what that means? You're enabling. Okay, you're going to enable me now to get off this fucking podcast and go look for this shit. Thank you, thank
3: you. I'm, su- thank you. Oh, I'm, su- I'm sure someone's going to send it to me.
2: I just want to, I just want to laugh, frankly. Dude, she That's started
3: good. in the middle of it. Like, what? Why? And they didn't edit it out either. It's there. Of course Why not. I, of course not. Why would you edit that out? I mean, it was like the, it was like the fucking shot from the Death Star. It was, it was- <laughs>
2: Great Star Wars reference, but why would you? Because that's the whole point is to make her look like the jack off she is,
3: All right? Embarrass her, right? Oh, that's why you know, they do that. You know that. Uh, yeah, Bruce Pritchard and Conrad. That's one of their running gags on their show is uh, she pooted. Oh, is that their deal? Yeah, and uh, it's funny too. Like, uh, I Bruce Pritchard does a Jim Ross impression. Of him doing commentary during the porn.
2: Oh, it's amazing.
3: Oh, my God. It's amazing. And
2: I I thought I fell hard. Wow, I've got a whole new level of falling down, guys. Good. Welcome (laughs) to the show.
3: As long as you you don't do an all-anal porn, then you're a step above Tammy. Uh,
2: Thanks for holding the expertise. (laughs) Good stuff, Jay. Good stuff. Yeah, see what Yeah, Yeah, I think she did there.
3: If anyone out there wants to call me retarded, I will find a way to uh, shoot get back, back at, at you. It. Yeah, it may take months for it to happen, but uh, I'll get back at you. Um, and you know what? I, I just read up on actually changing subjects completely. Um, you know what match actually happened 12 years ago this year, uh, this month?
0: I don't know.
3: The ECW debut of CM Punk in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Against a young young upstart named Justin Credible.
0: Damn.
2: Wow, it's been that long?
3: Yeah. Wow. Well,
0: I I, I was,
3: I I mean, we all hear a lot of stuff about him. How, I mean, how was he? (laughs) Punk? Oh, huh, he's
2: awesome, dude. Uh, he's such a, wow. It's he, such a misconception and I get it. And I get why I never use his name to benefit my, uh, my journey. Cause he's done, you know, I, I met him dude in Chicago and there's pictures somewhere of him at the bar with like stone cold, myself, Hunter. I know there's one very public of him in stone cold when he's like 15, but, uh, I've known, I've known punk forever in the day. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget this. He was at the time, uh, he was dating Maria. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about, Maria Canales? Yep,
3: yep. Okay, he
2: was dating her at the time. And, uh, they were both with the company. And, you know, it was just, I, I just, you know, Paulie told me kind of, because Paulie was always in my ear, anyways. It's kind of what we did. Um, he just kind of told me, look, punk's the new thing. Like, you got to fucking. It's his his first Like you know Coming out of ROH It's his first shine You gotta You gotta do it right And I said okay And Punk was super cool And after the match I was so gracious And giving And he was super He was awesome dude He was amazing A A great Great performer uh, At the time I don't Like I never dealt with him During his other years uh, With the company I wasn't around You know He obviously made it Way bigger than I ever did But um he was just humble, a good dude, man. And he literally, he was so happy when after I put him over, because I guess it went well for him and his head and in the company's head. He cried. He literally cried in my arms. No, he literally, I, and I'll say that publicly. I have no problem I'm not putting myself over or saying, if I'm lying, dude, call me a liar. I was, you know, it was, that's real talk. And I'm not the only one that knows that. But yeah, and, but it wasn't, that's not a bad thing. I cry all the time, dude it was real emotion and he was really happy and I was just happy to be there to, to, to pass that torch to him because it was important to him. And he worked so freaking hard, you know, to get there. So I respected him and he's, he's, he's as advertised. Um, as far as in the ring, uh, he's as good. He is as good as anybody is. That's the truth. Not just, you know, it's not just a catchphrase. He's that good. Um, oh, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know and then you get into the politics of i don't know anything about that stuff but uh just from that those early moments he was he was as advertised badass that good you know and,
3: and, my my phone's over here blowing up with people texting me about uh about the sammy uh, the tammy sitch comments uh, oh jesus christ look what you did you you went and got me heat now i didn't do shit dude I, i'm I did, gonna i did nothing I'm g- I'm gonna get a letter in the mail from the fucking Philadelphia Penitentiary, uh, from her. I don't know. They don't get podcasts in there. I think I'm good.
2: Oh, don't worry. They don't. I can guarantee you. <laughs> um, don't worry. I'll send something for her commissary.
3: <laughs> right. Uh,
2: you know. You know the deal. Well,
3: I mean, I, hopefully, hopefully they could reroute her royalty checks from the porno to there. Um, uh,
2: uh, yeah. I. I. I no, I. You really just sent me on a mission.
3: Who? Hey, yeah. I I'm mean, I'm sure. I'm not sure you can find. Who pays for porn anymore? You got the internet. Uh,
2: well, this this is, this is fascinating to me. You just opened up a bag of tricks here. I really did not know this was going
3: on. Yeah, how did you know? This came out like two years ago.
2: What the fuck, dude? You you imply that I know what the hell is going on? I barely know what's going on in this house. what <laughs> in the world? Are you ripping me?
3: It was, like, on, for, it was like one of the biggest stories. I thought you would have known. I'm just, to I'm, whom? I'm to whom? To It was all Not, over the place. Oh.
2: Obviously, PJ Palaco had no idea what the fuck is going no. on. Yeah, now, that's a shoot, dude. That's a shoot. That's how much I don't give a fucking rat's ass about her. And if it would have
3: been, <laughs> if it would have been Princess Leia in a porn, you would have knew about that. Uh,
2: yeah, ten years ago.
3: Uh, oh, you know
2: what I oh don't get me started. I saw some Carrie Fisher uh, seventy seven shots when she was doing the first one. Such a cute kid. Bless her little heart. God rest her soul. Uh yes I would have. Yes I would have, sir. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> Damn you to hell.
3: Oh, but, oh. oh the, the other gimmick that Tammy was doing was she was doing private Skype videos for uh fans. Yeah. So. Yeah,
2: I already I, I, I said this jokingly to my wife that my whole gimmick now should be, you know, just, um, yeah, just like gay porn <laughs> shit, dude. I don't even want to go there because everything is so politically correct. If I say the wrong thing, it's going to like bounce off me in a bad way. But it, as a joke, like, yeah, that's like my next thing. Because, A, uh, it's just, yeah, you know the deal.
3: Uh, uh, I got uh, I to got, I got,
2: I got tread softly here.
3: Like I told, like I told you earlier, I know I know a few directors in California. Uh,
2: yeah, you did tell me that. I don't. <laughs> thank you,
3: buddy. Thanks, buddy. I'll get what, with you on those. What What's Rob Black up to these days?
2: I don't know. He's still in jail.
3: No, nah, he's out. I
2: don't know. He ran away, dude. <laughs> he was. He, he still owes me like money too. Good for you. Everybody owes. Oh, he owes me like three grand. Everybody owes me money great oh it's fantastic
3: hey, you better watch what you say you may get your thumb cut off like he did messiah i still think that's bullshit
2: there's some level of bullshit to that i know that's the that's the urban legend but he was not that connected i'm sorry and if he was shame on me rob and well oh wow i'm gonna get in real trouble because i still talk to his ex-girlfriend janet lizzie borden
3: uh, i saw her tweet you on twitter the other day and i was like yeah oh, no she's she's so like right. a, she's a friend friend
2: she's a real friend friend. Awesome. but i never had the balls to and i won't do that to her because she has a wonderful uh wonderful she's been with this uh this guy for a long time um there and he's in a band uh i actually I took her last year to go to see billy and the pumpkins uh at pnc in Hazlitt, new jersey um and we all hung out with Pac, actually. Uh, Sean Walman was there with us because he was living in Philly at the time. So, yeah, we all yeah, – I mean, she's still around. And stuff. I just never – you know, you hear the stories, you hear the rumors. I just never uh, – I'm just joking about Rob Black, dude. I don't know the real deal, nor do I really want to. It's none of my business. I just can speculate and make fun. But, uh, yeah, that's a creepy – whole. that's a whole creepy deal. But whatever happened to uh, – even more fun,
3: whatever happened to Messiah?
2: Is he still
3: rest- Isn't he still in the business? I, I don't think he's still in the business now. I think he's out. Uh, but he was doing the deathmatch stuff for quite a think He did a lot of work with CCW. But, dude, how do
2: you – this is what I was always fascinated with. Um, as an entertainer and as a, a you know, just a, a podcast or whatever, just somebody on the outside looking in, um, which is obviously what I'm doing right now, um, how do you do that? How do you go from being all in to your whole life being dedicated around uh, professional wrestling to the point of doing what he did, you know, the extreme death shit, all the stuff he did, to all of a sudden, like, I'm out. Like, do you get an epiphany? I Believe me, I've had many epiphanies. None of them stuck because <laughs> I still keep coming back to this same bullshit business because we all love it, and it's uh, it's an obsession for us because we do love the business of professional wrestling and sports entertainment, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's what we do. It's in our DNA. How do people just disconnect from that that easily? To me, it's right. fascinating. Because it took me, this was a sickness that took years and years. How do people just go in and out? I, I, I Dude, I've been trying to find an exit strategy for
0: 20 years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Still can't do it, dude. an old I, man. You know? it, it looks like Messiah's last match was in 2000 and. Sixteen? Oh no, 2014 was the last match he had. Oh really? So that's a yeah. while. Wow. Yeah, he's been out for a minute. Um,
2: curious. That's curious. More than anything, just uh, other than just curious. Like wow, you know. And those are those would be wouldn't those be amazing documentaries to to listen to? Oh, yeah. Like, because there's so much of the local fare, like, okay, this one, like, did this or that, and now he's clean, or whatever, like, bullshit, like, pretty much my shit. It's like, okay, passe, everybody's seen it, done it. But, like, the real stuff, like, like there's a lot of stuff out there that none of us know anything about, which is, to me, more fascinating than any mainstream story. There's so many great stories out there that... Oh, oh shit! Oh, Are we getting the ninety really? second mark? Yeah, we've I been two so. hours. Wow. Are we wrapping wow. it up?
3: I guess I guess
2: so. ninety uh, seconds, dude. Let's wrap it. Wow, I was gonna seconds. go. I was gonna go for the three hour Joe Rogan style podcast, but let's go <laughs> close it up, uh, dude.
3: All right, and uh, remember, you can check us out on Twitter, twitter. dot com slash credible pod. Uh, once again, send all your complaints to twitter. dot com slash pj palacco. Um, Fight TV. Fight.tv app, uh, download it, go find our code on Twitter, it's 15 free dollars in fight credits, um, Facebook.com slash CrediblePod, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JustinCredible, what am I, Patreon.com slash CrediblePod.
2: We got the brand new shirt out today, too, it's actually on the in-stores today. Uh, at the Pro Wrestling Tees Shop, Justin Credible, the brand new uh, Credible podcast shirt is out and available. So that's all I wanted to say. Jay, bring it home. Last uh, last words.
3: We will be back next week with even more. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys interacting with us on Twitter. And I guess uh, we're out for the uh, we're out for the week. We appreciate you all and come back.
2: Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful week.
0: Play it well. Well. Yo, plenty of with the Yo, yo. That back. yo Oh, I know you hate that fact yo. But you ain't gotta look at me like that I said you ain't gotta look at me like that I know you're watching